0: Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. Welcome to my Purpose of Singleness course. For those who are new to my channel, my name is Josh Wesley, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimum use. And after watching this video like, man, I like this guy's vibe, go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be your coach here online. But for those who have been rocking me for a long time, I want to say thank you all so much for being a subscriber, for being a a, a, a person that that um, tr- entrustes or trusts. Uh, how God used me and uh, how to utilize me as a vessel. So I want to say thank you all so much. Um, make sure you come in, like, share, comment, let's engage. Those who's joining me live for a brief moment, let me know where you're watching from, and let's get right into it. Uh, Tawanda says, uh, "Hey, Captain Ezzy, much love from Zimbabwe. Thank you for watching from Zimbabwe. What time is it over there? It must be like nighttime. I'm guessing. But thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate um, the support for sure." But let's get right into the notes as everyone is coming in because I have a lot of points that I want to cover on how we can be more responsible and how singles can prepare themselves for the responsibilities that's in the next phase of their life. Let's get right into it. Bahamas in the building. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you all so much. Let's get right into the points. My main thought is this. There is a particular way God wants us to respond to things. The main thought for today's lecture is this, there is a particular way God wants us to respond to things. It takes certain abilities to respond accurately. So the main thought again is that there is a particular way God wants us to respond to things and it takes certain abilities to respond accurately. Let's get these notes back up. My question for today's lecture is this, how do you respond and how will you respond? These are questions I want you to think about during this during this time today of how do you respond and how will you respond? Let's get to the problem. Many singles or individuals currently don't have the ability to respond properly to the demands of what they are reaching for. Many singles or individuals currently do not have, they currently don't have the abilities to respond properly to the demands of what they are reaching for. They are not prepared to manage. They want money, material things, management positions, and marriage, but they are not ready to pay the maintenance fees required. Again, the problem is this. Many singles or individuals currently don't have the ability to respond properly to the demands of what they are reaching for or desire to have. They are not prepared to manage. They want money, material things, management positions, and marriage, but they are not ready to pay the maintenance fees required. A lot of people have the desire to obtain, but they don't have the ability to sustain. God is looking for individuals who can steward. He's looking for individuals who can manage well. He is looking for individuals who are willing to be led by a spirit. But unfortunately, there are so many people who are reaching for marriage, reaching for wealth, reaching, 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 but there is no evidence of any teaching, no evidence of any growing. And what is oftentimes happening is that many people in that season of reaching, but not having the abilities, they suffer the pains of delay. They suffer the pains of not having it yet. And the issue is they're focusing so much on what they desire than actually being disciplined enough to be able to manage once those desires have been met. And so, so many people right now, they don't have the ability to manage or respond properly to the demands. See, everything in life that we desire has, they have demands. Wife, wife, uh, wives have demands. Husbands have demands. Children have demands. <clears throat> Certain positions in business have demands. Wealth have demands. And if we're not willing to be disciplined enough to meet the maintenance required or to pay the fees required, then we won't be able to have those things for long. So the question is, what are you reaching for? What are you desiring to have? The real question is, are you prepared for those things? Read the problem again real quickly. Many singles or individuals currently don't have the ability to respond properly, keyword properly. God wants us to always be in a position where we can properly respond with the skills and the abilities for that thing's uh, desired needs, right? The demands of what they are reaching for. They are not prepared to manage. They want money, material things, management positions, and marriage, but they are not ready to pay the maintenance fees required. Let's keep going. Now, let's get some definitions real quickly. And I noticed the text is kind of small, so I'll make the screen big. Definitions of responsibility and responsibilities. The definition is this. The quality or state of being responsible. The quality or state of being responsible. A responsible individual is one who's reliable and trustworthy or reliability and trustworthiness. Yes. Yes, the tiny, this will be on replay. This will be saved for later. And you're welcome, Chase. No problem. glad I was able to answer that. And thank you so much, Jody, for buying the purpose, the, uh, the book, The Purpose of Singleness. No problem, bro. We appreciate your support as well. But responsibility or responsibility is by definition is the quality or state of being responsible. There's a certain quality of responsibility. It's reliability and trustworthiness. Something for which one is responsible and having the ability to respond properly and accurately. That's the part I added there. Now, responsible by definition is this. Having an obligation to do something or having control over or care for someone as part of one's job or role. It also means being the primary cause of something and so able to be blamed or credited for, involving important duties, independent decision-making, or control over things. So that definition, that those definitions are full. let Let's break down the first one, responsibility the quality or state of being responsible. A responsible person is a person who says, I am reliable and I am trustworthy. It's also saying that I have the ability to respond properly and accurately. See, many people are reaching without the ability to respond. There are certain demands that comes with marriage. There are certain demands that comes with certain aspects of desired places in life. But the question is not what you want to have, but do I have the ability to have it? Do I have the ability to manage it? And we have to be very careful that we are not reaching after things without the ability to respond to its needs, right? So, but responsible by definition is having an obligation to do something. That marriage, I have. I have obligations in my marriage. I have obligations in ministry. I have obligations in every position or hold. So, in order for me to be long lasting, in order for me to be individual, proven, worthy, and capable, I got to understand my obligations. There are certain things I must do as a husband. There are certain things I must do right now to prepare for parenthood. There are certain obligations I have to meet right so a responsible person has obligations to do something that there's something about them that self-motivates them to move in the right direction to ensure that whatever they whatever is up under their jurisdiction is managed well right so responsible by definition is having an obligation to do something or having control over or care for someone as part of one's job or role so as a husband I am responsible as the in, in my particular role, right? Let me pull definition up again. In my particular role as part of one's job or role, right? So th- the thing about that is, is that there is certain things that I'm required by God in my role as a husband to ensure my wife receives what God wants to flood through me right? That's why you can't endeavor to be a husband if you're not ready to be a husband. See, people want titles, but they don't want to actually be the individual. You have to be it before you be it. And that's why God makes us in our single life. He molds in our single life with the skills and the abilities and the traits and the character needed to be able to meet the obligations of that role. So many people want the look of a thing, but they don't want the last thing of that thing. I don't want just to look the part. I want to last the part, right? So I am obligated in my role and it's my job, right? Being the primary cause of something and to be, uh, uh, and so be able, let me see this again, and so be able to be blamed or credited for. So responsibility means that the buck stops with me. As a husband, I am the primary cause of the things in my house from my point of view, right? And I have to be very careful on how I move because I will be blamed or credited for. That's why you can't just jump into positions and and grab a hold of titles and not knowing that with that position comes great responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. With great position comes great responsibility. Meaning that I can't just, just desire a role and be relinquished from the blame. If I am approving to not be able to manage a particular role, I can't get mad with the blame. I can't get mad with the the, the consequences of it. And the joy of responsibility is I will be credited for, right? Since I am in this position, since I fulfill this role, I have to make sure I make particular decisions and choose wisely because when it comes down to whatever it is that I'm responsible for, I will either be blamed or credited for but nobody wants to take the blame. Nobody, not too many people want to look in the mirror and say, I am the reason. Responsible people says, hey, I'm the reason for why this thing is in my life. I am the reason for why I'm single. I am the reason why my marriage is like this. I am the reason why my children came out like this. I'm the reason. There's a lot that comes with these positions than we are really taking attention to. There's a lot that comes with being a husband, a lot that comes with being a wife, a lot that comes with being a preacher, a leader, a businessman, a business. There's a lot that comes with it. You're responsible. And until we get to the place where we realize our responsibility in certain positions in life and how we navigate, we will never progress to where we desire to be. We got to stop blaming. We got to stop complaining. And we got to start beginning to uh, 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 take an inventory of the reason why we're not selling the way we want to sell. So again, the definition of responsible is having an obligation to do something or having control over someone or or care for someone as part of one's job or role, being the primary cause of something and so able to be blamed or credited for, involving important duties, independent decision-maker or control over others, that's very important for us to process. Um, Angela said, this is great. How do you prioritize our responsibilities? We'll get there. I got. We, we got a lot of points we're going to cover. I'll make sure I answer that question. Please stay with me and we'll get to that question for sure. That's a very good question. Now, ability by definition or abilities. Ability by definition is possession of the means or skill to do something. Talent, skill, or proficiency in a particular area. That's very important. Ability by definition is the possession that I already possess. I already possess the means or skills to do something. So right now as a husband, you're so welcome. As a husband, and I always tell people wholeness doesn't mean perfection. Wholeness just means that you're able, that you're mature. That's what I'm trying to say. Wholeness doesn't mean you're a perfect person. Wholeness just means you're healthy and mature and that you're equipped and ready for Right, so holders doesn't mean you got to be perfect, holders doesn't mean you're gonna dot every i and cross every t. But the goal is to have a high percentage rate of success. That means I am a healthy individual who recognize their responsibility, recognize the weight of it, and is willing to do whatever it takes to ensure that whatever it is up under my stewardship is stewarded well. So I don't want people to think that wholeness means, well, I got to be perfect. No, wholeness means I just got to be healthy and I have to be a mature individual and I have to already possess the skills. Instead of possessing what you desire, possess the skill, possess the skills, start developing the skills It says that will ensure that you're strong enough to hold the weight of the next level. Right, so ability or abilities by definition is possession of the means, or that means strategies, or whatever the means, the path, the process, the the processes, the strategies, etc., or skill to do something. It is your talent, skill, or proficiency in a particular area. Whatever area you desire to be in, you got to be proficient in that area, you got to already possess the traits, the skills, the mindset, the attitude for that particular area in order to be fully responsible for. I want a, I want a marriage. I want a life. I want a, 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 to a, a level of success where I am more credited than blamed, right? So let's keep going. Respond by definition is to say or do something in return. Make an answer to react in response to be answerable. So when you look at the definition or the the ability to respond. If you look at the word responsibility, the definition of the word is in the word. Responsibility is having the ability to respond. That means I have the, I possess the abilities, the skills, the talents, the attitudes, the perspectives to actually answer whatever comes with this position. So when my wife came or comes to me, I have the ability to respond with the right answer to it. Right. That I am the answer. I am the answer in male form in husband form to what she needs as a wife. Right. I have to make sure I have or possess the abilities and the skills to respond or to answer you guys as well online i have to make sure that i sharpen that area that i continue to uh, uh, acquire abilities so that when it's time for me to answer a thing i can answer the thing that when it comes to my wife needing me to carry something i'm not no wimp i'm able to carry it if she needs someone to listen i'm able to listen when she needs whatever it is i am able she nobody wants to marry somebody disabled People want to marry people who are able. We're not talking about people with disability. We're talking about disabled socially, emotionally, financially, et cetera, right? Nobody wants to marry someone disabled not able distance from the ability to do a thing people want to marry people with abilities that's why people uh uh, um are where they are today because they want people who have the abilities but they themselves don't possess the abilities that's counterproductive why would god send you someone who's well able when you're not well able when you're not well stable right but all that's in your life is nothing but fables all lies Right. So The issue is we got to make sure that we assess our lives. Say, do I have the ability to respond to the needs of a woman? Do I have the the ability to respond to the needs of a man? Write down a sheet of paper, everything you want in a man right now. Write down a sheet of paper, everything you want in a woman. Write down a sheet of paper, everything you want for your children. Write down a sheet of paper, everything you want in business, in ministry or whatever, and then ask yourselves, am I able to respond to the needs of each of those things? Women come with needs. Men come with knees you can't be asking God for someone 6 6 and 240 and 50 pounds asking for someone who's financially stable and you're not stable and fit yourself. Why would God send someone healthy and fit and you're not fit as a man or a woman? Why would God send you someone who is a man of God, a woman of God, and you ain't even of God, but you of this world? Why would God send you something you don't match? And we're not talking about you, you got to match in height. We're not saying you gotta match, but y'all complement each other, y'all balance each other. Y'all not gonna be perfectly the same, but y'all gonna balance each other. That what I don't offer, my wife offers. What you don't offer. She offers or he offers, not as far as missing the basics. We're not talking about you don't have you don't you don't offer um stability, support, love, and kind of not talking about it. we're talking about skills. What do you bring to the table? And you're wondering why you're eating alone. People are eating alone right now because they don't have nothing to bring to the table. Value attracts value. You can't ask for a certain level of a man, a certain level of a woman, or a certain level of a life if you don't match that area. God is not someone that's going to be like, oh, she really wants this. He really wants that. God's going to audit your abilities. Do you have the proper skill sets for marriage? Do you have the proper social, emotional, mental, financial, spiritual abilities to be a husband, to be a wife? Now, in this world, you have free will and you can marry who you will. You can do what you want, but it won't last. And so many people, they, they want this way of life, but they don't live the life they desire. And so what we have to look at is our lives and say, do I have the ability to respond? And the issue is many of us grew up in such dysfunction. We don't even know what functioning looks like. We don't even know what, what something functioning well looks like. And that's a detriment to us because we have adopted these ideologies and mindsets of getting, 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 and or quitting, 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 but not ensuring that I fit it. That I balance it, that I'm able to manage it. I don't care about being first. I care about being last because those who are last, last. And so people want things quick, but they're not legit enough. And then since they're too le- they're not legit, the thing is quick. So we gotta audit our abilities and say and be honest with ourselves. It's okay to be honest and say, I do not have the abilities to respond to the hungers of a man. That's why I tell people, everybody, I tell people all the time, cooking is not just reserved for the woman. Everybody got to learn how to cook for survival purposes. So what I'm saying is, if you're asking for someone, whatever, whatever, uh, uh, especially a a guy who's a big guy, but you don't know how to boil water or cook grits, what that man going to eat? If you you want a woman who is fit and who's in shape and all that kind of stuff, who loves God, but you don't take care of yourself and you're full of lust, it ain't going to work. So on that sheet of paper, write down everything you want and ask yourself, do I have the skills to properly respond to the needs of this thing? If not, let me stop asking God for this thing and start preparing for this thing. We got to make more room in our prayers for other people because we're praying for the same stuff, but we're not enough for the stuff. So instead of praying for the stuff, prepare for the stuff. Instead of praying for the one, be the one. Let's continue. So ability means possession of the means processes strategies or skill to do something it means talent skill or proficiency in a particular meaning that i gotta be proficient i gotta be efficient at being a husband and the thing about efficiency and proficiency is you are unable to be proficient in your own ability that's why it's not by might but by my power not by might but by my spirit says the lord See what I'm saying? So the issue is the greatest ability is reliability. The greatest ability in the individual's life is their reliability on the source, the Holy Spirit in them that now enables them to do what they're unable to do. Now there's some responsibility and we have to cooperate. We have to engage the spirit, but the best ability to have in order to respond to the needs of others is our reliability in God. And that inspires us to have the ability and move forward. So that's understanding. I hope y'all understand that point, right? Now, respond by definition. I think we ought to said this: to say or do something in return. Because I'm telling you something. No matter what you want in life, they got a bunch of questions. <laughs> no matter what you listen, get married. There's going to be a lot of expectations. It's going to be a lot of questions. It's going to be a lot of 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 just stuff that you got to that you you won't know. The thing about God is He prepares you more than you are able. That's why people feel, well, I don't feel qualified. No, you're you're more qualified than you think. You know, it's just that you may not be exhibiting or you may not have the returns that proves you're uh um uh, qualifying, right? But God qualifies you in a deeper way. And see the thing is we want the tangible things without first the intangible things. It it is it is the intangible things that helps us manage the tangible. How can I manage a, a, a marriage without love, without joy? Without peace, without patience, how can I manage money without love, without joy? How can I manage anything and be fruitful externally if I'm not fruitful internally, right? So, when I rely on the Spirit of God to produce the qualities, the characteristics, the attributes of God, then when I'm actually in the field and when I'm actually in positions, I will supernaturally find the strength to be able because I have allowed the Holy Spirit to equip me with the intangibles to help me manage the tangibles. Y'all learning something? Let me know in the comment section if y'all learning something. I know we re- this, we're we taking a slow. We're going slow, but we're getting somewhere. So it's to be answerable, that I have the answers. That's what responds me. I have the answers. I'm answerable. You see what I'm saying? Because even if I don't have all the answers, I know I know where to get the answers. As a husband, I'm not going to be able to answer everything my wife has. Not everything, but I'm proficient. I'm at a, at a high level I can, I'm sure. But that's what's good about having Holy Spirit. I may not have answers, but I know where to go on my knees to find the answer. I may not know what the next step is or what, the, but I know who who has all the answers. So the goal is is to be answerable. In order to be answerable, you got to have the skills and the abilities to do so. Nobody wants to go to somebody who don't have the answers. Let me tell you, nobody wants to be partnered with. That's why I love. Uh, How my brain is because I know I know a lot of things what I mean, but I don't mind researching And so people come if you need if you need a question answer go to Josh. He's answerable That's what you want. The goal in life is to be useful The goal in life is to be useful Beneficial the question is you have to ask yourself is am I useful am I beneficial? Am I useful? Are you useful? That's the—that's what responsibility means. I am full of use in this particular area. Right now, as a husband, I'm full of use as a husband. My goal is to be full of use as, as a man, as a mentor, as a coach. I want to be full of use. That When you're useful, you don't, you don't ever have to worry about uh, things not being full in your life. When you're useful, everything you need is full. Everything you have is full because you're useful. I never have to worry about not having money. I don't ever have to worry about not having a job. I don't ever have to worry about divorce. I'm very useful. And when you're very useful, you will never run out of anything that you desire in life. Let's keep going because I'm going pretty long on some simple points, but maybe we'll do a part two depending on how far we go. Now, responsibility and singles, I have some points real quickly. There are different types of responses. <clears throat> I want you to understand this. There are different types of responses. There's the official response. There's the initial response, and then there's the final response. Different types of responses, how you respond in certain situations. The official response is is the accurate response. That's how God wants us to respond, the official response. So no matter what you're facing right now, there is an official way to respond. There is a proper way of responding. And the goal for us is to operate at that level in order for us to have official responses and how we respond to a thing, we have to go to God's word and find out how does God wants us to respond. How does God want us to respond to anger? How does God want us to respond to thoughts? How does God want us to respond to our emotions? How does God want us to respond to offense? How does God want us to respond to the temptations of unforgiveness? How does God want us to respond to temptation? How does God want us to respond to communication? How does God want us to respond to women? How does God want us to respond to men? How does god want us to respond to children how does god want us to respond the more we in god's word we'll know or we'll be familiar with the official response so when something comes in our way we respond correctly in my marriage i got to make sure i'm full of god's word so i can properly respond to my wife how i'm supposed to respond now remember i said no one's going to respond perfectly 100 percent of the time so we're not trying to give you these false expectations of i gotta respond uh uh, uh, uh perfectly every time we rest in jesus doing did do have done uh, we rest in the fact that jesus responded officially to everything perfectly so now we trust the spirit of god to help us to respond better right so that when we are faced with certain things we can respond properly and effectively right so there's the official response the second one is the initial response. That's just us. Our initial response is usually from emotion. It's initial response is from what we know. So there's the official response, how God wants to respond. And then there's our initial response. And your initial response is where you need to audit, where we all need to audit. How I respond in these different fields will determine how I respond when I get to the next field. All right? So when I when something comes my way, I have to say, did I did I respond officially, or in uh, uh, was it just emotionally? Right. So the initial response lets you know do I have the ability in this? So when I when I was playing basketball at one time and I got cussed out on the court because I was giving this guy buckets, right, and he got so mad at me threw the ball said the cuss word. I responded aggressively immediately. I didn't take time to think. I grabbed him by the shirt, right. I was put. I was going at him and he held me back, right. That was my initial response, right. But then after that, when I began to look at the people's looking at me, you see what I'm saying. I was like, "Oh, I got to audit my initial response when offended." I aggressively start attacking that area of how I respond when offended, because what I don't want to happen is to for for my name to be dirtied because of a, a of a lack of self control, right? So. Yes, there may be reasons why you respond, but you take the intel from your initial response and you and you audit it to make sure it doesn't become a part of your character. So anytime my initial response is not like the official response, I take that the way I responded seriously and I audit it and I process it and I ask the Holy Spirit to show me where in my life are there loopholes or areas that is affecting the way I respond. That's the initial response. The the last response is the final response. That's where Grace is. That's what I love about this. Even if I don't respond initially the correct way, I can always finish correctly. I have a final response. So if I offend my wife through my initial response because it wasn't the official response, I have the opportunity to go back before the sun goes down and to make amends. I have the opportunity to make sure that my final response matches my official response. So God has a particular way for us to respond to everything. He has a particular way for us to respond in marriage, a particular way to respond in parenting, a particular way to respond in ministry, to respond in business, to respond on the job, to respond to the opposite sex. He has an official uh, uh, a way for us to respond. If our initial response doesn't match the official response, then we can take that entail up under grace and mercy and make the adjustments and assess it and acknowledge our need for god in these areas so that when it's time for us to respond again it will match to its closeness to the official response but if i did make a bad decision in my initial response i have grace i have the ability to say okay let me go back because there's grace in the going back there's grace in in making amends there's grace there People hold on to things or they run away from things based upon how they responded and they never go back to make sure that it's good. And that's what we got to learn how to do to make sure our final response matches our official the official response and to make sure that we practice the different things daily to ensure that our, our, our daily interactions with individuals when we initially interact. In marriage, initially interact with our kids or initially react with whatever it matches the official response as much as possible. So, I hope that helps. Take a little juice break. I call this juice no flames. This juice helps with information. All those who've been following my Instagram, I have different sayings for my juices no flames. That means no hell. I ain't going to hell. No flame. That's my no flames juice. I don't got to worry about going to hell, no flames. So I, I, I don't want the information, I don't want no flames. So that's what I got to sip on my, my juice. Let's keep going. <laughs> all right. Oh. Uh, all right. So different types of response. There's the initial, res- official response. The initial response. And the final. Oh, oh. How can I tell y'all about my juice? it don't tell you what's in it. How's that? So in this juice, I have... Um, uh, pineapples. I didn't know pineapples help with information, but I have pineapples. I have. Uh, I got pineapples in here. Turmeric, cayenne pepper, celery, and carrots. No flames. So, and I took. I took my. Uh, I drank this juice last night too. And man, I had no pains in my in my joints. I'm telling you, my brain was clear. People don't know there's inflammation in your brain. That's why we have brain fog sometimes. And so I've been, I've been, I've been taking, I've been juicing for a while off and on, but now it's summertime I'm about to just re you know, cleanse my body. But hey, check that juice out. I'm gonna say it again. It's um carrots, pineapples, turmeric, cayenne pepper, lemon juice in there too, and celery. Good for you, man. Good stuff. All right, let's keep going. <clears throat> All right. So God is not oh, God is not looking for perfection. Excuse me for the typo. God is not looking for perfection. Let me make sure. God's not looking for perfection, but for but for proficiency or a high percentage. God's not looking for perfection. He already he already sent perfection. God is not looking for perfection. He is looking for proficiency. And I forgot to put the definition of proficiency. Let me make sure. Proficiency definition. Make sure I give y'all this definition because it's powerful. Oh, okay. Uh, Proficiency by definition is a high degree of competence or skill and expertise or an expert. A high degree of competence that I am fully knowledgeable of this area I am continue uh, consciously and continuously educating myself in this area so that I can be proficient in this area the issue is we're not willing to put the work in to a level of proficiency so that we can be so effective and efficient as husbands and wives etc cetera, etc cetera, whatever position it's because we like we tend to skip steps. The goal is not about getting it. It's about keeping it, right? So God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for proficiency or a high percentage. Who do you want on your team to shoot free throws? Do you want Giannis or do you want uh, Steph Curry? If you're looking for a bucket, do you want Kevin Durant or do you want uh, who can't shoot? Who, uh, Giannis, whatever, right? Who do you want? In certain moments, you want the most proficient. That's important when it comes to, to uh, uh, receiving or selecting a husband, selecting a wife. You want to make sure you're asking, how, where are you proficiently? Where, are, How are you professionally? Are you proficient? Are you consistent? These are questions we must ask. Like, what's your proficiency in that area? What is your efficiency in that area? How effective are you in these areas? The issue is we don't ask the right questions, and then get mad how it has been answered in a marriage. You got to ask questions before the marriage. You got to ask a lot of questions so that you won't. Let, so, you don't, so that you can like the answers in the marriage, and that's why I wrote this book, a uh, dating prep for you guys, for our people to start dating themselves and dating the, uh, uh, and dating God so they can be dateable and asking real questions, asking questions like, how many kids would you like to have and why? As a family, how will we raise our children? What are your views on disciplined children? Um, other questions, what would you like to see on our family tree? What branches would we like to have on our family tree? That's a lot of questions. How big is your family? How big do you want a family? What is a, what is a negative attribute about your family that may affect you now or in the future? what's a positive attribute right other questions let me see i'm just gonna keep scrolling um oh a lot of questions what is your credit score what is your (laughs) what are you what are you guys just playing to raise it or maintain it but that's a lot of different questions you you can't get mad at the answers that you never asked the questions for you can't get mad in a marriage with the answers you're receiving for questions you never asked you gotta ask questions and you just can't take their word for it. You gotta see is is it in their work ethics? Is it in the way they live? Listen, you gotta look at the person's life, not what they say out of their lips. But you got to ask poignant questions, questions that's right there in a face where you can read their body language, look at the, where their eyes go, look at their body and how they control their movements. Because when you ask certain questions at a time where people are not prepared for them, you will get the answers you need to see and you need to hear. That's why many of us got to learn how to listen with our eyes. You can't just be so infatuated and so impatient that you take people's BS through that through your ears. You got to learn through your eyes. Listen through your eyes so that you can see the lies if there are some. So you got to ask them, are you proficient? But before you even ask them questions, you got to ask them, am I proficient? That's what I love about this book that I wrote. You, you ask yourself the same questions you would ask them and you got to answer honestly. So God is looking for people who execute at a high percentage. You want to be married to a man who is 99.9% at when it comes to controlling his anger. <laughs> you want a woman who is 99.9%, maybe 95%, 92% at controlling her words. You want someone in those 90s when it comes to certain things. We're not talking about everybody's going to be like a creative player when we when we lie and make everybody 99. We're not talking about everybody, nobody, not, nobody's going to be 99 in every category. But when it comes to the main categories of the game called life, you gotta be in the 90s as far as proficiency. You just can't be 47% in faithfulness. You 47 proficient in faithfulness. (laughs) That ain't gonna work in a marriage. You can't be uh, 36% proficient when it comes to uh, honesty. You can't be 27% proficient when it comes to uh, 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 eating, right? Certain things, you got to make sure nobody wants to marry someone who, who is eating in a way that, that will make them only be married to that person for 10 years. You want someone who is 90 some percent proficient when it comes to decision making as a husband. Right, ladies? You want a woman who is 95, 90 percent, 89, 80, whatever the accurate number is proficient when it comes to things that comes to a wife. There are certain proficiencies that we must have. There, there, there are must haves. You don't got to be 95 proficient in cooking, but you got to be a 95% proficient in health and <laughs> healthy habits. You don't have to be 97 proficient in, in 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 a lot of different things, but when it comes to the base things, you got to make sure you're proficient that you operate at a high degree, that you're 90% from the free throw line, they're free. You that you ate that you a high percentage when it comes to shooting, with a high percentage when it comes to whatever in order for the team to last. That's why as men, as a man, I gotta look at my proficiencies. Where am I not as proficient? And I work on those areas. And ladies, you do the same, men, we do the same. We all gotta do this. In order to make sure that things we have last. So God is not looking for perfection, but for proficiency or a high percentage. How you respond to pleasure is another point. How you respond to pressure and pleasure at this level is how you respond at the next level. Please understand that. How you respond to pressure pre, uh, pressure, and pleasure at this level is how you respond at the next level. If you can't handle the devils and temptations at this level, you will be utterly destroyed at the next level. It's God's love keeping you from the next level. It is God's love keeping you from the next level. I'm so glad God loves me to keep me from levels that I'm not prepared for. It is God's love keeping you single possibly. It it could be God's love keeping your marriage at a certain place. God God is a loving God. God said in his word, he won't put no more on you than you can bear. But the enemy loves to use lies the the loophole of free will to make us put more on ourselves than we're able to bear. So how you respond to pressure and pleasure. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, when you with friends or with a, a, a counterpart, a, 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 a person that, that uh, uh, is interested in you, you got to you got to live a little bit longer. You just can't flood into infatuation. The issue is we just get infatuated due to our impatience. We get infatuated due to our desire for a thing. So as soon as we meet a guy or meet a girl or meet a friend or meet a job or meet a mentor, we flood right into infatuation. We flood right into bear hugging and, and engaging and opening every access point to the individual without first auditing how that person or or, or, or a, a person handles position, uh, pressure and how that person handles pleasure. You don't truly know a person until you see them at those two extremes. And trust me, the Holy Spirit will make sure you see. (laughs) The Holy Spirit will make sure you see if you choose to see, if you want to see. The issue is we blinded by red flags, but get mad when there's flags all in your household. But you can't get mad when you were the one or we were the ones ignoring those red flags. We got to say, hey, I got to see how this person handles pressure. One thing my wife can tell you about me, it doesn't matter what pressure I face, I'm straight. I don't care what is pressed upon me. I know how to press in. See, it don't matter what pressure comes your way. If you know where to press into, press into your help. You got to make sure that you can say, how do I handle pressure? How do they handle pressure? How do I handle pleasure? How does she handle pleasure? Because you don't know a person. People, there's a saying that there, a person is only as faithful as their options. A ugly person can't sit there and be like I'm faithful. <laughs> Just joking. Just joking. A hu- ugly person can't be like, "Oh, I'm faithful fam. You don't got nobody pressing in on you." A person that don't have much, don't have an offer, can't be like, "I'm a faithful person." You don't know. You don't know if you know, you don't know if you're faithful, faithful or capable of being faithful. You don't got no pressure. You ain't seen pleasure at that level. You ain't had access. You ain't had uh, opportunities for that kind of pleasure. And you over there saying, I can handle that kind of pleasure and pressure. No, you can't. You don't got no options. So you got to watch the, your your significant other and watch your people's around pressure and pleasure and see how they respond. You don't want to marry a man. As soon as a girl walks by the short skirt, he he don't even know you even there anymore. You don't want no woman who got daddy issues or a or, um, guy who has mommy issues or daddy issues. You don't want to no be around somebody that got issues like that because when pressure comes, they ain't going to know how to respond. You don't want to be around someone that's been spoiled their whole life. So when pressure comes to your marriage, that person ain't going to know what to do. So you got to be able to say, hey, how do you handle pressure? How do you handle pleasure? And you got to look at your own self. How do you handle pressure? Because no woman wants to be up under a man who can't handle pressure. That's why God gave man shoulders. God gave man broad shoulders so that he can carry things. God didn't give women big shoulders. He gave men big shoulders. That's why God didn't give man hips. God gave women hips. That's for family. Those hips are supposed to hold some, hold the home, hold the family. The pressure is supposed to be on so the man's shoulder. So no woman wants a man who can't handle pressure. No woman wants a man who 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 trips up every time there's a pleasure, and vice versa. No man wants a woman who can, who's so who's been so spoiled that when pressure comes, it don't it don't it don't occur. She can't handle the pressure. She's complaining. Nor do you want a woman who can't handle pleasure. She you done made you done built this 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 empire, and y'all built it together. And when money starts coming in, she starts spending money on crazy stuff. that's a good lesson. How you respond to pressure and pleasure at this level is how you respond at the next level. If you can't handle the devils and temptation at this level, you will be utterly destroyed at the next level. It's God's love keeping you and us from the next level. Next point. Not everyone, hear me, not everyone or everything deserves a response or reaction from you. Please understand that. Not everyone or everything deserves a response from you. Let me tell you that. A person who has resolve in themselves, a person who's at rest and not restless, knows who and what to respond and not to respond to. When you know who you are, the imputed righteousness of Jesus has been placed on you. You're resolved in who you are. You're content with how God made you and how God has wired you then when people are running to you and is asking for you to respond, you may have the ability to respond. You may have the money, you may have the money to respond. You may have the time to respond. You may have the energy to respond. You may have the love to respond, but that doesn't mean they should receive. Not everybody deserves a response or reaction for you. It is, I saw a meme where it was, it was a bunch of dogs racing and and they all came out of this these multiple doors right and there's a circle around a cheetah the cheetah was sitting there because the text the uh, the caption said it's uh it's uh what's the word it's um it's embarrassing to try to prove what you know you're good at so what he was saying was the dogs were racing but when you're the fastest animal on the planet it's 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 embarrassing not embarrassing but it's beneath you to respond to that I have the ability to beat these dogs, but why should I even respond to prove to people who ain't even in the race? The issue is we are responding to everybody's need of us to try to prove that we're someone. You don't gotta prove nothing to nobody, fam. They don't, they're not the one judging you, they're not the one that loves you abundantly like God does. So not everyone deserves a reaction or a response from you. Hold your peace. Hold the pieces of your life that are valuable. Hold your love, hold your time, hold your energy and, and, and let the Holy Spirit lead you because when you get to a place where you do have the ability to, to, to respond to a man, that doesn't mean that man is able to or mature enough to receive your response. You gotta make sure you're latched up with people who, who are equal in their reception or their receiving of what you of your ability as, as, as much as the ability that you're giving, is what I'm saying. So just because you have the ability right now to be a wife doesn't mean that that everyone needs to receive that from you. Just because you have the ability to be a husband, the ability to be wealthy, the ability, the ability, the ability, and you have it, doesn't mean you give it. So not everybody deserves a reaction or response from you. You got to allow discernment to show uh, 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 to show you if you're insecure in the area. The reason why we respond to things that don't need a response from us is due to our insecurities or due to our need to try to prove that we're secure. Same thing. So not everybody deserves a, a response reaction from you. Like th- th- There's a saying that says when a dog barks at the moon, it don't make news. But if the moon talks back or barks back at the dog, it's news everywhere you got to understand and be cognizant of things that is that are beneath you. There are certain things that's beneath me. There's just certain things. That doesn't mean that I'm proud or prideful. It just means that doesn't deserve my response. Certain comments, when I see the tone, don't deserve my response. I'm giving too much credit to that individual. you got to learn that. Because if not, then people are going to be draining you because you're giving, 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 and you have no oil in your own lamps. So not everyone or everything deserves a response or reaction from you. That's a very valuable lesson. You must understand that just because they're asking to receive doesn't mean you release. Okay. Just because they, they're asking you out. Listen, ladies. It's beneath you to waste your time on a man. You know, ain't the one. Fellas, it's a waste of time to respond to the needs of a woman. as ain't your wife. It is. That's a waste of time. Listen, how much? Listen. Am I married to any of my exes? No. All that time I wasted, all that money I wasted, all that gas I wasted was a waste. I could have used that gas for something else. I could have used that time for something else. I could have used that money for something else. But the issue is we, 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 we don't like seasons that are empty that gives us opportunity to develop and grow. We want seasons that's full. Right now, the students right now graduating, graduating, they, their summer should be used for productivity. But they just want to fill their summer with a relationship. I want to be with. I got. I got. I want to be with someone right now. I got to make sure the summer feel full. No, I got to make sure I feel this season. I don't want this season to be full of of unnecessary things. I want to fill it with necessary things. So what I'm saying is, is that you don't want uh, um, to waste your time going on a date with someone. Sometimes a free meal ain't worth your time. Sometimes having a pretty girl in your car is not worth your time. Having someone to talk to is not worth your time. There's a lot of things you and I can be getting done right now. Right now, I'm working on two books and two card games this summer. My goal is to have it done by September. And it's probably going to get done because I know my time is valuable. I'm not sitting here wasting my time doing dumb stuff. When When my wife wants a particular house. That's what a man thinks about. A man is thinking about the house my wife wants. The, my, I'm, right now as a man, I'm thinking about the wife, the, the house that I want my children to live in. I'm thinking about the land I want. I don't got time to fill my life with unnecessary things. Respond. I can't respond to everybody's needs when I know that there's a particular need that needs to be met by the help of God. Let's continue because I got a lot more points not everyone and everything deserves a response or reaction from you juice break 10 habits of a responsible person here are 10 habits of a responsible person we're gonna get into the give me one second now 10 habits of a responsible person number one they don't make excuses a responsible person doesn't make excuses, they make executions. A responsible person don't make excuses, they make executions. What I mean? They execute the habits that are hindering them from executing at a high level. And they don't sit there in indifference or indecision, they make decisions. They don't make excuses. A responsible person says, hey, I'm the reason why I don't have what I need. I'm the reason why I don't have what I have. I am the reason. I'm not going to make any excuses. Well, if well this was the reason why I get this done. Get it done. Because as a husband, there's certain things I got to get done. My wife don't can care less about an excuse if the lights are off. <laughs> My wife can care less about an excuse if if the bill ain't paid. I can't make excuses for executions that is required under the role as a husband. I can't make excuses. I got to make executions. I got to kill the things in my life that is keeping me from executing at a high level and I got to make a decision. I got to execute because I have a wife. My wife should be worry-free. My wife should be able to walk in the house and feel that air hit her. And she went for a walk just now. In that heat, it was humid. Soon as she walked in, proficiency. <laughs> Soon as she walked in, she walked in and felt, she felt, my execution. When she goes to cut on the light in the bathroom, cut on the light in the kitchen, cut on the light, she felt it. She's seen it. The proficiency. I don't got time to make excuses. I got to make executions. And the issue is we make so many excuses and then we wonder why we're exit out of God's will for our lives. A responsible person, don't blame or complain. Adam wasn't responsible. Adam should have took full responsibility. I promise you. There's no way in scripture to prove it. But I bet you when God said, Adam, where are you? God didn't go to who caused the issue first. He didn't go to the snake first. He didn't go to the woman first. He went to the man first. And if Adam would have simply said, God, it was me. I did this. I bet you that would have been forgiveness. God has always been forgiving. God is a forgiving guy. He was always forgiving because Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. He was already forgiven, forgiving as an individual. But the issue is he blamed responsible people. He knew he should have known. And that's the issue for a lot of people. They blame someone beneath the order of blame. (laughs) You can't blame someone beneath the order of the blame. If the blame comes to you, you can't blame no one beneath you. So Adam had all the right, quote unquote. He had all the right to blame Eve. She ate the fruit first. That is factual. Eve ate the fruit first. He had all the right to blame the serpent. The serpent deceived my woman and she ate the fruit. He had all the right to blame, quote unquote, because technically he was right. She did it. But the buck doesn't stop with the one who did it. It stops with the ones who's responsible. Nobody goes to the janitor for a slip and fall in the hallway. They go to the CEO. The CEO is the one responsible for that to make sure that the genders are trained, the gender may lose his job, but the, the loss of the gender's job is nowhere close to the, to the, to the suing or the, the, the consequence that will hit the person at the top. So when you are a man, you, you have, you can't blame no woman. You can't blame. No, 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 no. You are responsible. So if my wife's emotions or whatever, or whatever, I take responsibility. I don't be like, I blame Eve for why she got this period. No, 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 Don't get me wrong. There's some responsibility on her. But as a man, I got, if I'm the most responsible, the head of the house, I got to do over and beyond, right? So you can't blame. Adam was like the woman you gave me, God. He blamed God and Eve. He blamed Eve and then he had the audacity to blame God, and that's the issue. The reason why we're not able to respond to to marriage, the reason why we're not married, or the reason why we're not got money to carry, the reason why we don't have the things that we want, is because we blame either people beneath us in the order of responsibility, or we blame God. If God wouldn't have put me in this house, I would have been better. If God wouldn't have gave me these parents, I would have been better. If God wouldn't allow me to go through this, I would have been better. Blaming God, or if, or I blame somebody else, or if my wife would have said this, or my my husband would have no 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 no. You can't blame God for that. We live in a fallen world. But God will utilize and use everything and turn it around for your good. So there's no blame on God. God didn't create evil. There's no blame on him. But the same one we blame is the one that's able to ease the pain and help us to gain from it. So a responsible person, they don't blame or complain. They don't complain. Complain, Complaining people, man, are some of the most annoying people. A responsible person don't have time to complain. (laughs) No time. Complain about what? Listen, as a man, I can't complain about nothing. I don't complain about uh, anything. It is, it is up to me. I got to make it happen. Let's keep going for time's sake. Uh, number three, they organize their lives. A responsible person or, organizes their life because they understand that if I want particular outcomes, I got to have particular order. The more organized your life, the more you are having life. A responsible organizes their life so that when they do become a husband, the functionality of the marriage can flow from his organization and from her organization. That her life is organized, his life is organized, and there's nothing catching them off surprise. And if it do, their organizational skills, their ability to organize and and go through things will help them get through it. So responsible, they organize life because they understand I I will become more successful if I'm organized. If I organize my my room and I'll develop systems and strategies that support success, I will be successful. So number three, they organize the life. Number four, they are considerate. Responsible people are considerate. I have to consider my wife. I'm her husband. I have to be considerate. Because if I'm not considerate, then you might as well get rid of it, right? There's no need for it. Without consideration, a responsible considers things. They consider the outcomes. They consider what 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 the needs and the desires of those un- underneath them. They consider. They consider things. Let me count the cost. Let me consider this before I do it. I'm considerate. I rate the consider. I rate it. Like, do 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 it. it does this deserve me? To, does this deserve my effort? So I consider, I rate in regards to my consideration. I consider what is the needs of my wife? What is the needs of the ministry? What are the needs of the people? I consider, I'm considerate. Leads to success, right? How uh oh, 10 habits of a responsible person. Number five, they are cost counters, they count the cost responsible people do not engage anything or pay for anything without first counting its cost. What will this cost me? That's what you got to think about before you get with a man or get with a woman. How much would being with them cost me? What do they bring to the table? Before you have a, 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 before you go to a dinner table, go to a, 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 a determining table. Go to a determining table if you go to a dinner table. Before you start going out with people and getting infatuated and getting in love and getting all this stuff, go to a determining table. Should this happen? What do you bring to the table? Why should I go out with you? What do you bring to the table? And I don't care about how nice your car is. because I don't know if that's rented. I don't know if it's leased. I don't know if it's your friends. I don't care. I don't care how much money you have because I don't know how you got it. I don't care how good you look. I don't even know if God blessed you with those. I don't know if you pay for those or God gave you those. I don't know. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, you sound good. Yeah, you beautiful, but but, the prettiest the prettiest people do some of the ugliest things. Before we go to the dinner table, we got to go to the determining table. Let's determine if this, is, this should work. Why should I go out to eat with you? Why should I spend time with you? Why should I go here? I count the cost because I don't got time to pay time, pay attention pay energy into something that ain't going to last. How many of us done it? We paid time, energy, emotions. We paid all this stuff in relationships that's not even in our lives right now. What could we have sold that thing for? What could we have done with all that energy we wasted, all that time we wasted? Most of us would have been married to the right one if we wouldn't have wasted our time with the wrong one. Most of us would have been wealthy right now if we wasn't squandering our money with the wrong ones. So you gotta count the calls before there's a dinner table. Go to a determining table. The determining table may look like this. Hey, let's go to a bookstore. Let's 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 go. Let's go to a place that ain't gonna require no food or maybe coffee. We like like there should be steps in access levels. There should be uh access points to access levels, right? Meaning that not everyone should get access to dinner with you. Now everybody should get access with a movie with you. Now everybody should get access to your time. Not everybody does. That's why discernment is key. Holy Spirit, is this worth our time? And you got to trust God's no. I'm telling you, all of us have heard in our soul when the Holy Spirit was like, no, but we we we, we suffer. All right, Holy Spirit, I heard you, but I ain't really hear you. Because I just got to see for myself. Listen, listen. How much have we suffered from seeing for, my, for ourselves? <laughs> How much have we lost trying to see for ourselves? We lost a lot trying to see for ourselves. I don't got time to see for myself when I already see when I already know the one that sees everything. So if I, I don't got time to see for myself when I can ask the Holy Spirit, what do you see? And if the Holy Spirit like, nah, that ain't it. We done. Let's keep going. Number six they are on time and are time managers responsible people understand the value of their time they're on time not even on time they're before time because preparation is key you don't know you don't know what traffic you don't know what's so you, you got to be on time a response person understands that I am responsible I want to be responsible for my job I got to be on time for my wife I want to be on time for my children I want to be on time I want to be on time so I have to have to deal with anything else right and they're good time managers. They manage their time because they understand responsibility. If I manage my time well, I will and everything with me will be well. Number seven, they control their emotions. They're not emotional. They understand the ramifications of, of, of loose emotions. They understand the consequences of, of, of a lack of self-control when it comes to emotions. They control their emotions. They don't mean they don't feel it. it don't, they don't mean you don't feel like hitting somebody. It don't mean like you don't feel like choking nobody out. It don't mean like you don't feel like whatever. It, it don't mean that you don't feel it, but you don't deal it. You feel it, but you don't deal it because you know not everything deserves your reaction of time. And you got to understand what's beneath you. The issue in life is we're so focused on what we want in life that we're not cognizant of where we are in life. And things that are beneath us don't deserve our attention. They just don't. So when you look at a person and they trying to pull a certain kind of, there are certain people that's going to come in your life and try to pull a particular emotion out of you. They want to make you mad. They want, to, they want you to feel their hate so that you can debate. All right? they, they want to take you away from your focus because these people are beneath you. People are beneath you for a reason. Ignore them. Let's keep going. They entrust into trustworthiness. That's very important. They entrust into trustworthiness. Jesus, the word of God says, I believe is in Luke or Mark, where the word of God says that Jesus did not entrust himself to everyone or just anyone because he knew the hearts of everyone. You have to learn a responsible person entrust in into trustworthiness. Like, like, like everyone deserves access to your love, but not everybody deserves access to your heart. That's important. Everybody deserves access to my love. Everyone is trustworthy with some for my love. And you you engage based upon their trustworthiness. There's certain people that you adapt up, but you can't give a side hug to. There's certain people, you know what I'm saying, there's different levels. And so you got to understand how much of your time should you entrust in this person? Have they been proven trustworthy for this entrusting? In order for me to enter trust with you, in order for me to enter a trust with you and an engage with you, a partnership with you, I got to see if you're trustworthy. Because I am responsible. I just can't trust my time my energy with anyone. And I got a whole wife at the house. I know I'm, I'm planning on having whole children at the house. And I have a whole ministry. I have a whole, a whole uh, name to uphold. I have a whole God to, to uh, be an ambassador of. I just can't trust my time with, with any and everybody because they're not trustworthy. And you got to understand, you got sometimes you got to think for others while thinking for you <laughs> in order to make sure that you don't sink. Number nine, they admit when they are wrong and make the adjustments. In response people say, hey, I was wrong. My initial response wasn't the official response, so I apologize. And I'm not just going to leave it at the apology level. I'm going to take it to the action level. I'm going to prove it to you that I, I I I want to make this right. And last but not least, uh, um, a responsible person is a consistent person. There is safety in consistency. There is safety in consistency. Uh, a response person must be consistent. My wife, I must be consistent to make sure my wife's at peace. Oh, I know what my husband's going to do. You there's peace and predictability is what I'm saying. There's peace and predictability. I predicted my husband's going to do this. I predicted my wife is going to do this. She's predictable, he's predictable. That's consistency. There's peace and predictability. My wife knows that <clears throat> he comes home at this time she starts losing peace if there hasn't been a phone call and I come home at 10 o'clock. If she knows I normally come home by 4.30, but I don't show up to 10 o'clock and there wasn't no phone call, I put herself in a place where she don't have peace. She's not going to have peace then because she's going to be like, "He's he, he uh, uh, usually comes home by this time. And if he don't come home this time, 40, 50 minutes before that time, he usually calls me. Yeah, right. He usually calls me And lets me know if there has been changes. There's peace and predictability. We have to be more predictable when we're endeavoring to be responsible. Let's keep going. Next point. Now, how to increase your ability to respond? How to increase your ability to respond? You want a second? How to increase your ability? To respond, A B I L I T Y. How to increase your ability? A. Ask yourself questions. Ask yourself these important questions: What needs your proper response right now? Ask yourself that question. Because so many people they want a future responsibility, but they're not managing their current responsibility. So, how to increase your response? Your response time, your your level of response, and to make sure that you have the ability to respond accurately, officially. At a high percentage, proficiently, what needs your proper response right now? Don't waste time looking for an, a future responsibility when you're not managing your current responsibility. Because how you manage your current responsibility will determine if you can manage other responsibilities. And that's important. You can't strive for something that you're not writing correctly for now. So you got to ask yourself some questions. What needs your proper response right now? And next question, what do you want to properly respond to? And what abilities or skills do you need to properly respond to it and them? It's a long question, but you get it. So what do you properly want to properly respond to? Like for singles, if you're like, hey, I want to be married one day. Now you got to ask yourself, do I have the abilities or skills needed to properly respond to them or it? You want wealth? Do you have the ability to properly respond to what comes with wealth? Do you have the ability to respond to, to, ne- to the negative and positive things that comes with these things? That's a real question. Everybody wants to respond to the positive things, but not everybody wants to respond to the negative things. The, 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 the higher you go in responsibility, there's a lot of negative things you got to occur. You have to deal with, I mean. When it when it comes to owning land, there might be someone that runs over you, runs into your land, or so th- th- there's great, there's negative things, there's always gonna be some negative things that comes with whatever that you desire. And you gotta be prepared for that. Are you do you have the resolve to handle struggle? Do you have the resolve to handle the negative things that comes with responsibility? That's important to process. Let's keep going. What do you want to properly respond to and what abilities or skills do you need to properly respond to it or them? Third question, what or who doesn't deserve a response from you? Ask yourself this question. Who does not deserve my response? Who should I block on my phone? Who doesn't deserve my response and develop those abilities? So the next time you see them, you give them nothing but love, limited love. Don't give them elongated love. Give them limited love. Limited love is hey and bye. See, people want more of your love, but they don't, but they don't, they're not trustworthy for that level of love that they want. Some people only deserve the love of hi. Some people don't deserve the love of hello and a wave. Some people don't deserve the the love of that walking by peace. You know, that's all they need. That's all they can handle. They can't handle. Some people can't even handle a conversation with you they're gonna fall in love with you they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try to tear you down you gotta know who to respond to and who not to respond to so the questions you gotta ask yourself initially is what needs your proper response right now what do you want to properly respond to or what abilities or skills do you need to properly respond to it or them and what or who doesn't deserve a response from you questions you gotta ask Next question, acknowledge God and growth more often and adopt the attributes of God. In order to increase your ability to respond, the best way to respond to things that you want from God is to be like God. In order to properly respond to things of God or sent by God, you got to be of God and like God, right? You got to be Godly. There you go. That's right, Angela. Love is a high. That's all. That's the only love they can handle is high. And then an immediate buy, <laughs> <All> right? <clears throat> so you got to acknowledge God and growth more often, based on saying, okay, in order for me to increase my ability, I got to acknowledge God more. Okay, what are your ways? I got to consult His Word. What are your ways in this area? You know the positions you hold right now. You know the position that you desire to hold. You know all of that. Now go and do your homework. Go and say, okay, what abilities must I have, or what abilities do I need to 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 from God? From His Word, so that I can operate and exercise and execute in a godly way, not in a carnal way. There's a way the world says it's okay to respond. The world has a bunch of ways to say, "Oh, you, we, when someone offends, you should respond this way. When people do this to you, you should respond this way. You have the right. You have the right to do this and do that. That's the world's response to things." We wasn't supposed to respond the way the world responds. We're supposed to respond the way God originally and created for us to respond, right? That's why it's important to acknowledge God more often. And growth, I acknowledge God, acknowledge his word, and I acknowledge growth. I'm all about growth. I'm not worried about everything. I'm just worrying about growth. And adopt, oh, let me get my notes up. And adopt uh-oh, where am I? And adopt the attributes of God. The more I acknowledge God, the more I begin to adopt his attributes. Now I see how God moves. I see, now Now I do it, like Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only do what I see my God do. That's it, All right? Let's keep going. B, begin taking responsibility today. Begin taking responsibility. Feel the pains of blame. Feel the pains of blame. If you're the, bang, blame, if you're the blame, feel the pain. So that you'll never want to feel that pain again. We push the pain away versus feeling the pain. Listen, you got if you if you made a mistake, you got to feel that pain and taste that pain. Taste the bitterness of that pain. Taste the bitterness of that blame and say, "You know what? Going forward, I'm going to make sure I never have to feel this way again." Begin taking responsibility now for your thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. Take responsibility now. And know that I would either reap good consequences or bad consequences from my thoughts, from my feelings, from my words, from that. I can't make excuses to, for the way I think. Thinking is your choice. Thinking is my choice. I can't blame somebody else for the way I think. I can't blame somebody else for the way I feel. Now, don't get me wrong. Someone may have caused that feeling. Someone may have caused that thought. But I can't blame them on how I respond to those thoughts or feelings. I got to take responsibility for my words and understand that my words have weight, that I will be held responsible, the Bible says, for every careless word I speak. I got to hold responsibility for the way I speak to my wife, the way I speak to people. I can't just be like, make excuses for, well, because I went through this, I have the right to talk like this. No, who says? Are you God? I sure ain't. You sure ain't. So I can't, I can't sit there and black. Like, I have the right to speak this way, cussing, and talk pervertedly. I have, no, 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 you got to be take responsibility for your words because you're going to have to stand before God and be held accountable for the careless words that you say. I got to begin right now, take responsibility for my actions that I will reap from the way I think. I will reap from the way I allowed myself to feel. I will reap from my words. I will reap from my actions. Do I want credit or do I want uh, uh, debt? It's your choice. It's my choice. Now, the B, begin realizing the consequences of not taking responsibility. In order to increase your ability, begin realizing the consequences of my thoughts, the consequences of these feelings, the consequences of these words, the consequence of my actions. What would be the consequence of not taking responsibility for these things? Because if I don't take responsibility right now, I will lose what I want to respond to. How many men lost their wives because they didn't they didn't in their singleness, they wasn't able they didn't take the time to develop the ability to handle their response to disrespect or their response to whatever and then he hits her, he lost his wife. Or he wasn't, he didn't have the ability to respond to pleasure. And then he gets married, and then his woman walks by. His wife maybe going through a phase of her life where she is not as attractive as what he wants as she was when he met her. And now, since he wasn't able to gird up his loins, now he's loosen his loins all in the streets and he lost his wife. Now, how many women was more of a, a rock than a pillow whose words crushed her man? And the man left. So, but she didn't take time in her singleness to guard her words and to make sure she dealt with the toxicity of the daddy issues or the mama issues. She didn't take, she didn't didn't take the, she made excuses for all these years and then found herself exited out of a marriage, exited out of a job, exited out of this. This man didn't take the responsibility at a young age to nip that thing in the bud. Then when he started seeing his life budding, he lost it all. You got to begin realizing the consequence of not taking responsibility. That's for all of us. This is something we always got to do. This ain't something you do today. We got to think about this every single day. For, in order for us to enjoy the joys of responsibility. Listen, there is a joy in responsibility. I love being responsible. Responsibility means I get an opportunity to earn more. Not burn more. Begin realizing the consequence of not taking responsibility. Next one, stop blaming, complaining, 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 and making excuses. Let's keep going. I, audit the experiences and the emotions you've internalized and don't take everything in. How to increase your ability to respond properly and consistently, professionally, to the places you desire and the people you desire to be with and have. You got to audit the experiences and the emotions you've internalized. You're not going to be responsible if you internalize all this negative energy. Yeah, I know you went through some tough things, man. I know you were this, and I know you went through that. I know, I know, I know. But you can't internalize everything because you would then begin. Be, then you will begin to find yourself, identifying yourself with what you have internalized. You got to audit. What emotions have I internalized? What have, experience have I internalized that's going to affect my responsibility level? Have I forgiven my dad? Have I forgiven my mom? Have you forgiven them? Have you forgiven that ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend? Have you forgiven them? Or have you internalized them to the point to where that person didn't that person didn't just marry you, but he married you and them. That that woman just didn't marry you. She married you and them. You still got exes in you. And now she has to deal with the dysfunction. Now she can't even enjoy you because you still worrying about who you was before and who you was with before. That's why we can't internalize or take everything in because it will affect our responsibility at the end. How can you fully enjoy your wife or your husband if you're not even over your ex? You can't go to the next until you deal with the ex. You can't. You can't go to what's next until you deal with the ex. Until the ex has been exed out, then you can go to your next. But we can't internalize all these experiences. Utilize those experiences to fuel you to go forward, not to keep you stagnant. And audit those emotions that spawn from those experiences. And don't take everything in. Don't be so um, uh, uh, um, just open, man. Or easily offended. Like Responsible people, too focused on what they're responsible of to worry about people who are taking shots. Don't take everything in. Maybe your wife didn't mean to say it in that tone. Don't internalize that. Maybe your husband didn't mean it that way. If you if you are a person to always take everything in, then you will be seeing too many things that's not even there. You'll be thinking, "Oh, oh, now my husband's this. I got to divorce him because he he just raised his voice. He was passionate. Not just because just because he did. That don't mean he, a man's supposed to raise his voice. What I'm saying is he maybe got, he got excited. You cannot label everyone based upon how other people treated you in your past. Just because someone made a minor mistake, you can't give capital punishment to a to a, to a, a a minor offense. But if you internalize everything, everybody gets capital punishment. Everybody gets punished. And as soon as a person does whatever, 20 years of life, I'm divorcing you. What? He just put his clothes on the floor. He didn't mean to. Oh, she burnt the grits. You know what I'm saying? But you... you <laughs> She burnt the grits. Cool. Everybody got room to improve. Don't take everything in. (laughs) Let's keep going. L level up and walk in love. Level up. Level up. Get the skills. Don't 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 even think about what you want. Think about the skills you need for what you want. Level up. Level up. You see what I'm saying? We gotta level up, man. We we just gotta say okay. If I want this responsibility level, if 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 I want more than just a title. If I want more than just that, then I want to level myself up. I want to level myself up to that level. Don't be asking God to bring it to you. Ask God to bring you to it. Wow. We are asking God, bring it to me. Uh -uh -uh -uh. Don't ask God to bring anything to you. Ask God to bring you to it. God wants to bring you to the right level. Ask God to bring me up here above the devils. Bring me up to that level. We're asking God too much to bring it to me, bring it to us. And all we nothing but some dust? We dusty. We, don't, we rusty. We're not even polished. And that's why things keep getting abolished in our lives. We got to stop asking God, bring it to me, God. I understand that. Bring it to me. No, it, our prayer should be bring me to it bring me up to the level of husbandhood you see me to be bring me up to a level of wifehood if you are single where I need to be bring me up to that level don't 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 ask God to bring you a husband ask you, ask God to bring you up to the level of a husband don't ask God for a wife ask God to bring you up to the level of a wife of what a wife needs of what a husband needs don't ask God to bring you money build your money ethics build your wealth ethics build allow Holy spirit to build you up to that level. Because God is not going to bring nothing to your level, but he will level you up to the level that you desire to be if you let him. It's good, man. Next. And walk in love, man. Just walk in love. That's that's something. But it's hard to walk in love if you're not walking with love. Please understand that. The reason why a lot of people don't walk in love, because they're not walking with love. Love is more than just a verb. Love is a noun. God is love. The more I walk with love, the more I walk with God, the more I walk with him, the more I walk in love with everyone because I'm walking with God. And then God will show me how to engage and how to navigate lovingly through unlovable situations. Let's keep going. Live. Oh, oh, uh, level up and walk in love, look for the good. Look for the good. Especially when you got a good man and you got a good woman and you got a good situation. Look look for the good, man, because people are going to make mistakes. That's what, you know, when it comes to the ability to respond, you don't want to respond toxically to an individual who just had a bad moment. You got to look for the good, especially with good people, people who are genuinely good people. Uh, because you know, good, good doesn't mean perfect. Self-explanatory. Look for the good and learn from your mistakes. Don't be hard on yourself. Learn from your mistakes. Because responsible people don't got time. Like, for me, I don't got time to worry about a mistake I made five years ago. I learned from that so I can earn from that. I don't burn from that. Burn with these emotions. Oh, woe is me. I sat close in ashes. I don't deserve her. I don't deserve this guy tearing my shirt. Hmm. I don't keep this shirt. I don't got time to tear stuff up. I learned from it. Keep going. I... Learn to live in and be led in the moment. How to be responsible is to be present. Learn to live in the moment and be led in the moment. Responsible people are in the moment. If if I don't want, if I didn't want to deal with all the components of marriage, if I did not want to deal with all the needs of a woman, I should have stayed single. If I didn't want to give her my undivided attention, I should have stayed single. If you're not ready to give your wife or a husband, your future husband, future wife, your children, your undivided attention, then stay single and stay childless. Don't make no babies. Don't put your stuff nowhere to plant no seed in the field that you don't plant on tending, And don't open up your field to anybody to plant seeds that you don't that they're not responsible to help tend. Right. What I mean by that is this. Stay single if you're not ready to to give the components of that next level your undivided attention. If my wife comes in right now and says, babe, I need to talk to you about something. I'm not feeling well. I need to talk to you something. This video's done. It's done. Hey, love you all. Part two next week. And I'm out because I'm married now. If I didn't want to be interrupted, and that's one thing about marriage, you got to be prepared to be interrupted. You got to be prepared to be inconvenienced. If you're not prepared to be inconvenienced, then you're not ready for the next level, because next level is gonna have things that's gonna inconvenience you. That's gonna require your attention, and whatever and whatever uh uh has your attention, whatever has your focus flourishes, and whatever doesn't fails and falls apart. See what I'm saying? So I got to learn to be in, be in, and if not, I should have never got in it and many people get into the marriage for for the the 20% but they're not ready for the 80%. They they're in it for the sex, they're in it for the for the look on Instagram, they're in it for the 20% of it. But when it comes to the 80%, they're not they know they don't want to be in with that. And that's why you got to be in. Because responsible people audit. They they do checks and balances. They 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 investigate. They they gather intel. They're in it because they're responsible. I'm always checking the temperament of my wife. My wife probably gets annoyed by how often, how many times I ask her, are are you okay? You you sure? You need anything? She probably gets annoyed by that, but I'm responsible. I got to make sure you good. I'm responsible to God. That's what I needed to get to. The reason why we are not responsible because we don't understand that we're responsible to God. God is holding us accountable to respond the right way in these particular areas. We are responsible. We are held accountable to God, so I gotta ask my I gotta ask a question. You all right? Because I don't got time. I don't got time for my prayers not being answered because I'm not taking care of my wife. I don't got time because I'm responsible. I'm responsible. So a responsible person, how to increase your ability? Be more present. Be in and be led in it by the Holy Spirit. Let's keep on. I gotta get through this. I want time. I want trying to go this far, this long. T. Learn how to adjust your temperature. How to increase responsibility? Keep your temperature on cool. Be chill. <laughs> you don't always got to be hot or cold. Just be cool. My temperature is always on cool for the most part. 95.96% is on cool and it's on chill. I get hot sometimes. On the basketball court, I may get hot. I may get cold-blooded. No, 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 she, no, she. I may be ice, I might be ice tray tray. I may be ice tray. I might, I might, I might be cold sometimes. but 95% of the time, I'm chill. I like to keep a comfortable temperature, I don't like to be easily rattled. In order to be more responsible and increase your ability, responsible, always keep your temperature set on the right temperature. Don't just be swinging to being hot and hot-headed to cold-blooded. Just be chill. Next point. And take time to think before you respond. That's why you got to be chill. So you can take time. Does this person deserve this response from me? Why shouldn't I cuss them out? Oh, that's right. They're beneath me. <laughs> oh, I don't want to give this person too much attention. They don't even deserve his attention. Next point. Why? Always remember, last but not least, always remember you are responsible for what you do and what you say, and the credit or the blame will always come to your doorstep. <laughs> Keep this in the back of your mind in order to increase your ability and responsibility. Always remember you are responsible for what you do and say, and the credit or the blame will always come to your doorstep. In order to increase your ability, you got to ask yourself questions like what needs your proper response right now? What do you want to properly respond to and what abilities or skills do you need to properly respond to it? Also, you got to ask yourself what or who deserves, doesn't deserve response from you. Next, acknowledge God and growth more often and adopt the attributes of God. Begin to take responsibility for your thoughts, etc. Begin realizing the consequences of not taking responsibility and stop blaming. I audit the experiences and emotions you've eternalized and don't take everything in. L, level up and walk in love. Look for the good and learn from your mistakes. I and the mistakes of others. I, learn to live in and be late in the moment. T, learn how to adjust your temperature. Keep it chill. Now, sometimes you might get. No, I'm sorry. Take time to think before you respond. And always remember you are responsible for what you do, what you say. And, the, and remember that the credit or the blame will always come down to your doorstep. I got to go, y'all. I've been going an hour and 30 minutes. Um oh uh oh yes Angela, let me make sure I did promise you. Let me scroll up to your question. Um uh, okay. Angela says, This is great. How do you prioritize our responsibility? Uh by list of importance. Uh, first off, uh, based upon just where you are in life, um, the good exercise that I'll have you do is write down everything that you're responsible for. And write ra- and rate them, rank them. So, uh, responsibility, prioritize to responsibility towards time with God. I got, I got to make time for that. I got to prioritize that I'm responsible to grow in the things of God. Because if I grow in the things of God, I grow in myself, and I am, I, I will exhibit growth that will benefit others. So you just write down on a sheet of paper all of the things that you're responsible for. Ask yourself, how are you currently responding to it? Ask, Then ask yourself, how should you respond to it? And then order it based upon their order of importance. And you know what's order of importance. And then you just really just kind of just learn from that and, and make sure that you're not putting a number five in a number one spot or putting a number two in a number seven spot, that you prioritize things accordingly. The easy list is this for me. My priorities is God, myself, my wife, my immediate family. And everyone else. Oh, everyone else in ministries. Number five, God, what's my responsibility to God? What is He calling me to do? What is required of me to do every day as a husband? My responsibility to myself, am I taking care of my health? Am I, am I balanced? Am I whole? Number three, how is my wife? How am I husbanding and shepherding her? Right? And then next thing I know, my immediate family, how am I as a brother, a son, an uncle? You see what I'm saying? And then next one is how I am to everyone else. And then that's the basic priority list that I have. And how i roll i'll probably do a part two um to kind of help with that or maybe just do a, a a whole list on that but i hope that helped um i love y'all i gotta go i gotta get ready for my patreon um let me see books and card games are on my website imunplugged.com check it out books card games the book that sparked this course the purpose of singleness are you whole or full of holes A great book that will kind of help you is also Dating Prep, How to Date Yourself, the Love of Your Life, How to Date date God, Yourself, and the Love of Your Life, the right questions to either end the wrong relationship or begin the right one. Also, if you struggle with soul ties and strongholds, the purpose of freedom. And uh, other books as well. The latest book that I just came out with uh, last fall is Counterfeit a Counterpart. It's a great book for this lesson. How to continuously discern the will of God in every area of your life. Great book there with great resources. A uh, lot, lot of the card games like that red book there is this book on spiritual warfare. The the white book on the top right corner is a book, a children's book, as he says, as in for the students I serve. Great book for kids. And also my first book, Unplugged, which is not listed there because there wasn't enough space. Is the first book I ever wrote. Um, Card games, Dating Prep's a great card game. Those are in my school. And I got a a memory verse card game on my website. So go to my website, imunplugged.com. Check all that out. If you want to support what I do, however you want to financially, uh, uh, however God leads you, we we, uh, greatly appreciate that because you all help us do so much, especially creating resources that supports our kids at the schools that we work or the school that I work at. And uh, I think that's it. If you want to join my Patreon, you can. Uh, for those who want a little extra access to me, you go to my Patreon right now, select what level benefits you, or you can just go to my website and go under the coaching tab. Um, pick. Uh, 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 let me know what your budget is, and maybe this summer we can uh, have a conversation on the phone, and I can help you with whatever you need. I think that's it. <clears throat> I love you. all make sure I check the end of the chat. Uh, Thank you, Rose. You're so welcome. New John, you're so welcome. T Oliver, you're so welcome. Wonderful. That is helpful. Thank you so very much, Coach. You're so welcome. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.